sorry, sorry. Uh, welcome to Nerd News Now. I'm Mark, and I'm with Chaz. It's just you and me today. Yeah, just the two of us. Yeah, just uh, all the quarantine fun. That's it. Uh, it is April 27th, 2020. How, how often do you look at calendars anymore? Uh, quite often, actually. At least uh, lately, because I've been um, discussing with uh, with other people about cons. So I, I and plus like touring and stuff with the band. So uh, calendars is always a part of my day. Yeah, when is that? When is that projected to pick up touring? <laughs> I have no idea, no, man. Yeah, no one we're, is. We're supposed to be in the in the studio, uh, Think Loud Studios in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, in August. So to work on the new album. And so maybe something after that. I don't know. Have y'all tried to do any uh, virtual shows? No, because I'm in Houston. The other guys are in East Texas. I'm, in, I'm yeah. encouraging them to do um, some kind of a, an acoustic show. I don't need to be there. I just, you know, I play the bass. So it's like boom, boom. Nothing fancy. But um, maybe they'll put something together for Quarantine Con. I know we're going to do an interview. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I feel like if the Rolling Stones could do it uh, back a couple weeks ago, then Rocket Queen could do it. I know Rocket Queen could do it. It's just the motivation to get yeah. them to do it. I say them because again, they're they're two and a half hours away. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we just need to light a fire under their butts. But then, especially with that, if you were all in different places, then it. You know, if one little glitch here or there, if you're off from their Skype or whatever, then probably just a disaster. Well, well, yeah, 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 for sure. But they all live uh, relatively close. Oh, okay. To, so they could get to the studio and, and do something if they wanted to. And uh, that'd be a big hint, hint. <laughs> they should <Yeah>. do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if uh, they were to perform, I'd be like, uh, I'm not there. But... I mean, I'd still watch. I'm still a fan of the band, regardless, with or without me in it. <laughs> Do you uh, look at calendars? What was the question for? You look at calendars. You don't know what day uh, what day it is. <laughs> uh, I, I just know that I go to work like every three sleeps. But I have to. But I have to be careful because on my days off, I take like three naps. So I don't want to like go back to work the same day. <laughs> what day is it? They're like, like why? Like, yeah. Like three big sleeps is when I go back to work. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's just it's hard knowing what day of the week it is because typically I have so much going on. Like I follow, you know, Astros, Rockets, mm -hmm. all sports and, you know, like to go to concerts on my days off. And now, like none of that really matters right now. And, and even with uh, like comic books, we finally had new releases last Wednesday. But before that, it was like five weeks. So well, they, they, they release tomorrow. New books release tomorrow. On Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, they're releasing okay, tomorrow. So wait, do they know what day it is? Because comic books have been Wednesday my whole life. That is true. But as soon as this, this epidemic came, came to pass, right before the shops closed down, uh, they moved it. Diamond officially moved it to Tuesday so people could get their books before everybody was shut down, right? And... Um, so Diamond's not delivering, so it's another distribu uh, uh, distribution company, and they're only doing DC Comics as of right now. But we we got ours today, and I bagged and boarded them. We've got six titles, 
But next week, we're looking for about 20 titles. And I think those are all DC as well. Oh, wow. DC. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, obviously they had a contract and the contract had to have said, if you're not, if you're not produce, if you're not giving it, you know, our people, our customers, their merchandise, then obviously, and these people are, then we're going to, there's got to be some kind of clause, you know? Yeah. But uh, so I, I, I was stoked. I mean, even though it was six titles, we had uh, people who were excited. And uh, it's funny because the majority of those p- titles were Batman. The movie happens to be my favorite. So it was perfect. So those uh, dropped tomorrow. Okay, but not not the Batman, right? Like Batman is still not coming out till June. Right. So they did, uh, today they did, or, or tomorrow's release is Batman Giant number four. And number 89, which will be the third printing. Those are the two Batman titles. And then they have the reprint for Nightwing number 70, which starts off the Joker War. They have, uh, let's see, Daphne Brynn, which is uh, the DC Dark uh, Black Label. And then The Dreaming is one of them as well. I think Daphne had two different covers. So only five books. My bad. What is uh, Daphne Brynn? It's uh, under the Joe Hill label, uh, which oh, has been killing it. I haven't read it. I want to because everything under Joe Hill has been killing it right now. I really dig it. Like, the Dollhouse is really, really good. I think that's the, it's one of my reads right now, the Dollhouse. And then Basket Full of Heads is amazing. It's like reading a Stephen King novel but in comic book form, even though it's not Stephen King, but you know what I'm saying. Well, but it well, kinda. I mean, they they look at. I mean, it's his son. It's his son one and two. They look exactly alike. Yeah, they do. They do. Like he. Uh, did you get the? Did you watch? Um, the oh, I wanted to say is it. Now I forgot. Uh, I wanted to call it Key House. It's not Key House. Lock and Key. Did you get to see Lock and Key? I actually just started. I, I started. I, okay, I see. Uh, well, when you see a cameo by Stephen King, that's not Stephen King. That's the sign. <laughs> but you know what's cool? You know what's cool about that cameo, and I don't know how much of the comic you were able to read, but when you get to that cameo, when you get to that cameo, um, you know, pause it and then look up the cameo from the comic because they put themselves in the comic too, and it's like the same exact panel. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. Oh, that's cool, man. That's that's a nice little Easter egg to look out for. Yeah, it. it's really cool. That's really cool. And it's the guy who looks exactly like Stephen King, so you can't. Miss <laughs> I saw him. He's doing a master class. Um, Stephen King. Is he? Yeah, I think so. I think he's. You know, everybody, all these actors and uh, chefs and things are doing master class. Writers and directors. I think he. They. I saw an ad. He's gonna do one. So um, I. I'm kind of interested. But then again, I'd probably take uh, a Gordon Ramsay masterclass first, just because I love to cook. Because I'm a fat ass. <laughs> um. Oh man, like, uh, yeah. All all this virtual stuff is gonna take off. Not because of this. It just it, it's like a lot of other things where when you have to rely on something, then people become more accustomed to it. We're seeing all these like virtual shows and all this stuff, but virtual cooking. Um, you know they have all the commercials with with Alexa and like Google Home, and they make you know now you can get like a now you can get like a tablet for like ninety bucks that can serve as like a basically like a a tiny screen in your kitchen that's exclusively for for cooking and things. They've they've been 
having all kinds of uh, just virtual cooking classes. And yeah. obviously, like, for a while now, you can, like, go to YouTube and find recipes. But, yeah, all that stuff uh, is going to become even more prominent now, I think, because people are going to have to been forced to use it. And then so now it'll just become second nature. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And two things about that. Uh, one, going through Facebook, usually I, I don't I don't spend my day on Facebook. I like to post what's going on like that day and that's it. But usually if I get up in the morning, I'll roll, roll through like a couple of, uh, you know, swipes through Facebook. And, you know, they always have at the beginning when you open it up, it's like the live video feeds. <laughs> I saw one. It's this chick that chick that I know. She's a cam girl, so you got to sign up for a page and all this stuff so she can get money. But she was. It said that she was cooking live. That was her title. Watch me cook, and it's got. I'm doing poppers and quesadillas or whatever. It's kind of like finger foods for like a football game or whatever. But I I found it funny. She was in there cooking, but the camera was to her backside. She was wearing jeans and a shirt. Um, she had her dog next to her. And she wasn't saying anything. She wasn't like, well, this is what I'm doing now. It was just a camera, you know, which I, I don't know. It, it just seemed kind of um, if that if you're looking for something else to do other than cam, uh, you're doing this wrong. But um, as far as masterclass, who would you who would you masterclass with? Because everybody's doing it. But if you had the chance for one, because it costs money. But if they were like, this is your gift. One free masterclass. Who is it? Mine's Gordon Ramsay. I would totally... Mine might uh, be Brian K. Vaughn because I've always just been curious about how to script a comic um, without having access to like an artist because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, even writers, they have some sort of artistic talent. I have zero, like none at all. But I, I would just like to know the, the format and the process uh, because he, more than any writer I can think of right now, he has finite series, which I love. I love finite series, series with endings. Some of his were planned um, exactly like to the issue number, and some were, you know, kind of an odd number of issues. But like Why the Last Man was 60 issues, I think, and then Ex Machina was 50, and then Paper Girls was that, that might have been an odd numbered one, maybe like 32 or something like that. But he, yeah. the guy just tells an amazing story, and now with Saga that will have a finite end, but they keep going on break and break and break. Uh, he and uh, I almost said Fiona Apple, but that's another great Fiona, Fiona Staples. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think Brian K. Vaughn, Brian K. Vaughn, he, he's also done a little bit of the, uh, you've gone into TV world a little bit, but to me, that guy's just a comic book writer first and foremost. Right on. Very cool. Yeah. So. I'd, I'd that class. I'd watch you take that class. Get some- <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would like to take a cooking class, but probably with someone who yells less than Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I just love, I don't know what it is, man. I've just, every time he's on, he's got a new show or whatever, I'm watching it. And it's, I don't know, I guess it's just a personality. Because someone, there's some other cooks or whatever that have shows and that they're yelling and all this jazz. And it's like, it seems like it's fake. But for some reason, Ramsay's just like, it just seems like that's just who he is in the kitchen. In the kitchen. He's just, He's not playing up to the cameras. He can give two, sh- two craps about the cameras. I don't know. It's just, uh, may- or maybe he's like one of those pioneers. Like, in the music, I'm not a big death metal fan, but I'll listen to Cannibal Corpse because, you know, they were the first, you know, the grandfathers of death metal, but everything else just sounds like Cannibal Corpse. 
Um, I'm not an avid Cannibal Corpse fan. I'm just saying maybe I like Gordon Ramsay because he was the first one to, you know, to go off and be that type of chef, that reality chef that we all know now. I, I don't know. Swedish chef, I think. No, no, no. <laughs> I love the Swedish chef. I love the Muppets. Yeah, that, that would be a fun virtual. I could do that. I could just throw random Muppet shrimp into pots and stuff like that. That'd be easy. No problem. Dude, let's both take this class. Let's take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, if she were still around, Julia Child would be awesome to take a class from. I've, I've actually been watching some of her old cooking shows and segments on YouTube yep. and on Prime. Now, she had something. I think it's on Netflix. Did they? Is No, because I don't have Prime. Either Netflix or Hulu has um, Julia Child, like like the best of. So. Oh, okay. I mean, she has tons of shows and stuff, so you can find it on on YouTube and just yeah. watch like segment form. But there's Amazon Prime has like this one that she did with a another with a French chef. I I want to say another French chef, but she wasn't French. She just like that's what she was famous for because she went over there, learned that, came back. Right. Um, but some of the best stuff is like her interviews with David Letterman. Those are good. I've never seen it. I, I don't, when I'm YouTubing, when I fall down that rabbit hole of YouTube, I don't... Julia Chad. Let's see. I know who she is. I remember, like, you know, when I was a kid, and, you know, PBS is... Good. But uh, I remember the Cajun chef. That dude was always fun. Oh, he was good, huh? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, dude, uh, nerd news. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey... There can be, be cooking nerds, you know. There's definitely foodies. Foodie mm-hmm. is like a whole different level of nerd, like stratospheric. I, I have, I have friends that I, I will never love food as much as they do. Mostly because when you get to like the uh, Michelin star level, then you're talking about like probably a year's worth of comic budget on uh, one meal, but. So yeah, there can definitely be. There is definitely uh, nerd news about food all the time. Um, so you mentioned quarantine con. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm I guess so one 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 con. question. Oh, go ahead. No, I said I'm so done with quarantine con right now. <laughs> I've been working. Well, I I've just been working on it and working on it, and it it's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, your question. I mean, I really oh. didn't have. Well, no, just uh, so obviously uh, stuff is starting to slowly reopen here in Texas anyway. It's obviously going to be different all across the United States. So probably no conventions for a while, I'm guessing. Um, Ours have been Comic Blues was canceled. San Diego's canceled. Dallas still has one June 18th. And I think they're I feel like they're just holding on to that day because I don't think that's going to happen. But. I've seen a lot of virtual cons pop up, and most of the time, it's just like, "Hey, the cast of Outlander, you know, will be signing autographs or answering your, you know, Q and A questions for two hours." But then I saw that the adventure begins is one of the main sponsors of this quarantined con. That's right. Uh, so, so just tell us a little bit about that, and maybe some of the highlight guests. But that's it's like a full <laughs> slate of people and with like a with a, like a full two or three day schedule right yeah it's two days it's may 2nd and may uh may 3rd so saturday and sunday it's totally free so if you hit a quarantined 
you'll be able to check out all the guests, the watch parties, and all that jazz. So I get a, an email from our events team saying, hey, we're part of this, so set something up. And um, they were like, we'll just leave it to you and Jarek. <laughs> like, okay, we don't know what to do. So really, man, I just I, it's funny, too, because I just started high. I was like, dude, I'm going to just start high, and I'll just trickle my way down. So I was sending messages to, like, uh, Tara Strong and Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman and, like, just – everybody like jim lee like i didn't care i want on facebook instagram whatever and i was just sending messages saying hey we're doing this we can't pay you for anything because it's totally free but if you have time (laughs) let me know um obviously i didn't hear back from any of the big boys and big girls but um so what the adventure begins is going to do we are going to jerick and i are going to set up in shop and then we're going to do kind of like what you and i are doing we're going to zoom skype and we're going to do interviews and panels with with guests. Um, the con itself has like Kane Hodder, which is Jason Voorhees, which is awesome. Um, Ming Chen from Comic Book Men, and you know we all know him from Houston and all the cons and stuff like that. Uh, there's comic book artists and writers from all over the place. Excuse me, I need to sneeze, but it's not letting me. Uh, what who we are going to interview? We've got um, Flynn Prejean from Bad Moon Studios. He is a Houston artist. He he worked on the Batman seventy five campaign with DC. He works um, he works with major bands like uh, he did artwork for Motorhead. He's the artist for the Misfits and Danzig, Hellstorm, Rocket Queen, Ghoul Town, like a whole bunch of these awesome uh, uh, rock and roll artists. Uh, we've got Lyle Blackburn from Ghoul Town, which is a horror rockabilly punk band. He's the frontman for that, and he also he's also uh, chases folklore on an Amazon show, and he's been on like Animal Planet, CBS, uh, Discovery, Travel Ch- uh, Travel Channel. Uh, his big thing is trying to discover Bigfoot. Um, we've got Jamal Eigel. He's an artist for DC Marvel. Uh, Dark Horse, he's worked on The Terminator, Daredevil, Supergirl, Green Lantern. Pocket-sized cosplay, they're a group of uh, three best friends from Houston who like to dress up in cosplay and go out to comic uh, conventions and have fun. We actually interviewed them the last time we were all together at the last con. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. And then we've got uh, Rocket Queen's going to sit down and do an interview just because I was like, if anything, if nobody responds, my band will respond. Um, and then we've got a couple more irons in the fire. We're, we're waiting on a couple of um, um, yeses from these guys. So we'll see what happens. But those guys are confirmed for sure. And I'm thinking I, I'm missing two or three, but I don't have my list in front of me. A couple of them confirmed today. So, but yeah. Did I, see, uh, did I see Bob McCloud on the list? Um, you know what? Let me let me pull it up, and then we'll see. Quarantinedcon.com. Look at that! I got a second screen because uh, okay. Let's see. There's a ton of artists. What were you looking for? Bob McCloud. Bob McCloud. Marvel artist. Oh, man. Uh, there's 
Yes. Yes, he is there. Look at and that. I, I saw something about, all right, now are they taking commissions kind of live and then they'll mail it to you? Or do you know any of those details? Those details, I have no idea. So this is one of the things that we've kind of been going back and forth um, on. And I still don't have, like, answers. So there's, I know, like, the watch parties is something that the, adventures begin, the Adventure Begins is doing. So it's like when we're interviewing someone, you can that was scheduled to be watched. You can watch it up, and it's on our page. It won't be on Quarantine Con. Uh, con. As far as now, I know artists can sign up and guests can sign up, and then their link will. You can click it, and it links you to their page to buy stuff. So, so they might they might be doing you know. Um, mail-in photos, signatures, sketches, stuff like that. But I would assume so. It's probably yeah. just a portal to them, is what you're saying. Like, because obviously there's no cost, so just. Uh, but it's, it's a very cool idea. Very cool to be able to bring so many people together, you know, for something to do on the weekend. Even though I just said that I never check a calendar, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll give you a text and I'll let you know that it's the weekend and you should like jump on. Or okay. Sure. Cool. Yeah. No, I and, and again, I mean, I hope it's something more since these guys are signed on. I hope it's something more than just, well, here's a link to the web page. Maybe if you you attend the con, maybe you can get something at a discount or a special drawing or something. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Unfortunately, this has been a big what's going on with this so but then again i think this is it's the first year so maybe i don't know man i just know what we're we've got going on and i'm excited about kane hotter yeah i mean uh what was the is it hatchet that kane hotter was also in that was a good one i mean that, that was like what 12 15 years ago but yeah big bad of that <laughs> yeah he was yeah he was in hatchet um, he was also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, played Leatherface there. But he's also, he, he's just known for Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th. And the new Friday the 13th game, he did all the motion cap for that. So that's all Kane Hodder. And when we did Extra Life at The Adventure Begins in November, um, we were in talks to have him sign some stuff and give it away to winners. And something happened where he was he was doing it. That something happened. I don't know what. I think there was something a family issue where that couldn't be fulfilled because I was playing it for twenty four hours the uh, Friday Thirteenth game. But uh, maybe we could do that in this this coming up year. But uh, yeah, man, it looks like yeah, it's not bad for you know a first year con and that's not Comic Palooza. It looks like it's got a pretty solid, solid lineup. And what is the exact website? Is it quarantined with the D con yeah. dot com? Okay. Quarantined con dot com. And so people can look for that and uh, that. So that's this weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Right? Yeah. Because no, is it this weekend? Yeah, it is this weekend. Holy <laughs> you, cal- I'm telling you, man. Calendars and time are just. Slipping I, thought in. I, had, I thought I had a whole uh, another week. Yeah. So, also, one uh, another thing is, when you hit up quarantinedcon.com, you have to still get tickets, even though that they're free. 
to answer because you guys still log in and all that because uh, this uh, before all this it wasn't gonna co- it was going to cost you something now it's not going to cost you anything but you still have to get your code and all that jazz so if you get to the buy now page you're like what is this it's totally cool yeah just like a virtual voucher probably because I think they are doing I did see somewhere on their commissions and stuff but I like you said I don't think they fully updated yet with everyone's prices and things but. That would be very cool. That that'd be very cool to uh, be able to you know see the artists and get commissions from them. Just an, it's a different way for people to meet. I mean, obviously with all these, uh, we just have the technology right now. It's not like we're all stuck at home with no electricity, no phone, no TV. So we have it. We have it pretty well, all things considered. Uh, obviously, we want to be able to go out and meet people, but that just may not be able to happen for a while. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool. I, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm also kind of scared because, um, or I, I I should say scared, nervous because I'm actually you know, these the people who are confirmed. I want to make sure it's it's cool and it's fun and that they have a good time. I'm, so I'm trying to come up with like questions and like things uh, interact stuff that's I don't know. I I don't want them to be bored for like an hour. But then again, I've had I have a lot of people, a lot of artists who are like, I'm interested, but my people are gonna contact you. And I'm like, Yeah. That has been the most frustrating and annoying because it's like I have people, they're gonna contact you, and then I contact the people. We're talking, they're like, Well, let me talk to him first. And I'm like, then why are you here? Then you don't need people. If you're just gonna ask them anyway, then what's what's the difference if they just oh here's the email let me just answer it because that's exactly what I'm doing I hate it it's so stupid so you heard it here first I don't have people I'll never have people come to me straight straight from the mouth <laughs> yeah I think you I, I think you could have Jarek answer your phone for you uh, then and then and then that way you could kind of balance it out a little bit. I'm gonna tell you what if Jarek answered my phone he'd be like I don't care just hang it <laughs> right <I'd be> like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, but hey! So speaking of really cool things they're doing with like virtual meetups today, uh, not quite today, but this year is the 35th anniversary of Goonies. Yeah, so Josh Gad's doing this thing for charity. Uh, he is calling it uh, "Reunited Apart." It's basically you can just go to YouTube, Josh Gad, "Reunited Apart Goonies." Uh, it's already up. It's like a 38 minute video, but he did like a zoom session with the whole cast including um you know josh brolin so it it was awesome oh was he actually on he he was a part of it huh oh yeah i mean cory felt cory feldman without sunglasses how do you do that how how do you do that you just ask cory feldman to do anything and just be like dude take the glasses off okay cool not a problem (laughs) i like martha plimpton sean astin yeah the whole cast was there it was cool that is really, really cool. And so the actual 35th anniversary is what, June? Yes. Right, okay. And it's it, it's in Oregon? That I don't know. You mean there's an actual event? There is an actual event. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Because I, I, we did uh, Geek News earlier today on the Adventure Begins show, and it came up, and I didn't – so yeah, Astoria, Oregon. Astoria, Oregon, June fourth through the seventh, twenty twenty. Um, it's going to be the thirty fifth anniversary celebration. They have, if you go to the Goon Docs 
G-O-O-N, Goondocks, D-O-C-K-S. They have a letter to the fans. And kind of let you know, if you want to be a part of it, you can travel to Oregon and be a part of it. That's kind of cool. And it's the official Goonies uh, celebration party. That is cool. Um, hopefully, everything. Hopefully, that can happen. That's. I guess that's only. Uh, it's really not that far off. But yeah, th- that would be cool. Uh, it looks like he's going to make a. Josh Gad's going to make a series out of this. Um, what other reunions would you like to see right now? If he was going to do a virtual reunion. If who was him? Well, Josh Gad is basically going to. For char- this is for charity, so when you're watching the video, you can like donate to charity. But he's going yeah. to probably movies from that era, you know, big, big pop, big into pop culture, and kind of reunite casts that way. So, are we talking about just kind of like get together and just do? I, see, I didn't see what Josh did, so I don't know. I mean, it's, so it's like a 40 minute Zoom chat. Well, okay, cool. So, if we were to do something like that. We're still up to sneeze. <laughs> That's me sneezing, and you're welcome. <laughs> I, I just saw myself on. Anyway, <laughs> um, I would probably go with. I don't think I'd do anything '90s, just because it seems like it was just like yesterday. Um, maybe if we're gonna do that era, um, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Breakfast Club chat. That's the exact yeah. one I was yeah. thinking about. Yeah. But, yeah, the brat, uh, brat, the brat pack chat. <laughs> yeah, vir- virtual brunch or something like that. I mean, that's actually a pretty good idea too. Or name. Yeah, man, I- I'd love to see those cats. It- it's a movie that, um, if it's on TV, not that there's TV anymore, but if it's on TV or if it co- pops up like on one of the streaming services, I'll hit play, and I, and it- even though it's dated. It kind of it, it holds up because it's just it's teenage angst and it's uh, rebellion and it's fun and it's awkwardness and I wouldn't mind seeing seeing those cats get together. Funny story: I was so bored the other day. I was going through I think it's Netflix, Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> oh no! Wait, the, the cartoon or the movie? The live action movie. Oh yeah, yes. the cartoon it does not pair up exactly no. whatsoever. But the aunt in that movie, I was like, man, I know who she is. Who is that? Halfway through the movie, I Google it. Boom. Molly Ringwald plays the aunt. But you don't recognize her because she's a blonde and she's not redheaded. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, the Brat Pack. What about you? Do the same thing? I think so, yeah. I mean, because I've seen... I've seen everyone else kind of reunite at cons and stuff like even Back to the Future uh, as big as that was. Um, yeah. We've seen we've seen Star Wars people on screen together, but with the Breakfast Club, I've never seen them together doing anything. I think virtually, maybe you'd be able to talk them in, you know, to like forty five minutes. Um, I, I just don't because it's one of those things where there's five of them and. All you would have to do is just agree on a time and then boom, from your house, whatever. I think this is a really good opportunity right now for people to do that. Because yeah, yeah. in the future, um, and, and they might, like a, what I was saying about having to rely on this medium, you know, for a little while, people might get more accustomed to that. But that we're now we're watching stuff like 
Jimmy Fallon, you know, from his kitchen on his phone. And mm-hmm. so like this whole these high quality HD signals that we're used to and like live switching and live band and all that, uh, it's all stripped away and people are still watching it. Oh, so yeah. I think I think it's a good opportunity to people that would never probably meet up in real life or it would be very complicated to work around their schedules to get them to go to a public <laughs> event. Uh, mm-hmm. This is per- perfect for that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I totally agree. And, and I mean, as far as uh, that meetup goes, I mean, maybe it would have been hard for them to get together for, I mean, I mean, they didn't have the technology anyway, but. You know, all of their careers kind of skyrocketed, but now it's like, hey, you're really kind of not doing anything. Not for nothing, they're all great actors and actresses and whatnot, but now it's just like, yeah, you want to get together? They'll be like, yeah, chopping at the big going, yeah, we'll talk about anything. Where, you know, 15, 20 years ago, like, shit, nah, good. So, I don't know. That's my pick. I would totally, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd be down. Breakfast, clay duh, uh, Breakfast Club Day, Sunset Strip. Coming up in July, why not? Yeah, I mean, plus it seems like it probably took you know an hour or two, and it was for a good cause, charity. So maybe they'll, maybe he'll get movies we thought were previously never possible for people to get back together. That'd be cool. Um, something yeah. else that's happening on the thirtieth <laughs> next week. Uh, oh, no. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is getting back together for an actual show. No. Yeah, they're doing an actual scripted event. Which Where? obviously the the well just from all their respective homes, but they're you know they're scripting it out and editing it together, and it's going to air as a show, as an episode. So they're all quarantining themselves, yeah. and they're gonna do, no. That is brilliant. Yeah. And and because like because that format, it was like you know from the office creators, so it's like that one camera format. It works perfectly for that type of show. They're just gonna have to come up with a. Story. I don't know if they're going to do it about COVID nineteen or if it's going to be something else. But it's going to be them, you know, all quarantined separately. They've written out a script. Really? Going to act out. So, uh, so let's see. I, 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 is everybody coming back for it? Yeah, I think everyone's down. It's uh, NBC April thirtieth, and it's going to benefit Feeding America. Okay. Can you? It. Can you only see it on the Peacock app, though? Because that's not cool. No, because the Peacock app does not exist yet. It'll be on NBC. Oh, really? All right, cool. I want to see if... uh, It looks like the original members, including... So, including Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt. (laughs) Why isn't he further up on on the stars, though? Adam Scott, Rob Lowe... Rita, they're all they're all coming back. They're like the whole show, how cool is that, man? Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be cool. And um, you know, I didn't know before if I would like to see stuff kind of like I said stripped down. But uh, with those writers, I trust them to put together, you know, a solid twenty-two minutes. So he, uh, I'm excited about this because yes, uh, when Parks and Rec first started out, I mean, it it was you know. It resembled The Office quite a bit, you know, but then they kind of strayed away from it. Not that I didn't like it, but um, I think if they did whatever they're going to do for the 30th, a lot of other TV shows are going to try to replicate that. 
as the as a Parks and Rec did for The Office, and I think this is brilliant. But the other shows may fall flat, which I don't care about. I mean, give me Parks and Rec. This is going to be awesome. Well, I just think the format lends itself to that, and depending on what part of their story they do, because when that show ended, they jumped like 20 years in the future, right? So you could kind of play off that and have it even further in the future or at that time or in the present day. But because because a lot of that lends itself to them <laughs> conference call, mm-hmm. and they, they were centralized in that office, so... Right. Uh, I just think, but I'm I'm excited because with Amy Poehler behind it and the writers, yeah. But yeah, it's no brainer. I think you do it. So that that would be cool. I don't know if there's any other uh, show in recent history that I would trust to do that. I would say probably The Office because it was that same format. Hey, true, but The Office has got to have you got to have Steve Carell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not, nothing. Yeah, not for nothing. Once he left the show, obviously, I mean, it was still funny, but that the awkwardness that he brought to that show was just brilliant. I even watching the show time and time again, seeing the awkwardness that he puts out still makes me awkward, knowing that the, the things that are happening. But so yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board for an office. But it looks like here that a Friends reunion special is in play as well. But it's gonna be for HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, but I, but is that gonna be actually scripted out? And that'll probably they're probably gonna wait to do that to where they can actually film something together. I guess so. It just says uh, the latest in series classic sitcom reunions, Friends reunion special. Oh, unscripted it says, which is still uh, which will be put out by HBO Max. Unscripted. So I don't know. <clears throat> what that means i mean reality is just, reality shows are scripted so who knows anyway no i don't really have a lot of interest in um reunion specials when it's just them being interviewed i would rather than i would rather see this parks and rec whatever it's going to be where it's scripted i would rather see that so yeah for sure oh i totally agree most definitely most definitely I also, I also hold parks and rec in a much higher regard than friends friends was great for what it was <laughs> It was just. It was just in the. Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm typing and doing things. No, it was. It, it was mentioned in the article that I was reading. Oh, okay. uh, did you hear? Uh, Venom two. Venom two. Have you seen the trailer? Um, I don't know if there's an official trailer. Is there? Yeah, Sony. Yeah, Sony. Sony uh, has put out an official trailer from Sony. Because they released it the same time that they released the name, the official name, for Venom 2. Do you know what the official name is? I'm sure it was something super subtle like Let There Be Carnage. What was it? And it was Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. I just, I was like, uh, I, I, get that they're, I get that they're pumped for Carnage. You know why I'm not pumped up for Carnage? Because I, I feel like if you have Carnage at some point, you need Venom to team up with Spider-Man, and we don't know if they're going to do that. Ooh, well, I mean, but there's a rumor from people uh, from the um, the Sony lot, the Sony the the Sony circle, that Tom Holland is going to make an appearance in number two, Venom number two. So apparently, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is supposed to make an appearance in number two, according to the Sony circle, 
And let there be carnage. The fan theory is that there's, it's like an underlying. Uh, there's going to be a super secret uh, villain introduced other than Carnage. So oh, okay. Think in the Carnage in the Carnage world. Do you, are, what villain would you would you think? Maybe they'll toss in on them too. Uh, I mean, other than another symbiote, because there's so many symbiotes now. There's oh, many. Yeah. We're talking about the father of symbiotes. Are you talking about like the from the current Venom? What what is like the what is the symbiote god's name? Noel. Noel. Okay. So is that what they're thinking? Yeah, fans are thinking. Um, even a couple of uh, like I, nerd websites are thinking that Noel might actually be introduced into this one because of um, because without Noel, you don't have Carnage, you know, and uh, which starts absolute Carnage and this whole current run of Venom Carnage chaos. But uh, without Noel, you don't have the iconic chess piece that. Um, Venom displays obviously we we always know him with the big chess emblem, but without Spider-Man being like a, a like a full-fledged arch nemesis for Venom, Null would be one of you know he would be toe to toe like uh, top top I guess enemy. I mean he's not a bad guy because Venom's a bad guy kind of, but anyway, and then you can kind of delve deeper, dive deeper into the MCU. Um, symbiote weave of webs of whatever. You can do so much with it. That's what the fan theory is. The fan theory is that uh, Noel's going to be the big the big bad in number two, and it's not going to be just Carnage. Which I'm cool with. That probably also means, though, that Tom Holland might be slated for, like, one two-minute scene or something. Which is cool. I mean, give me Tom Holland, dude. That dude is awesome as Spider-Man. He is so great as Spider-Man. Like, put him in there. If you put him in there, like, if he shows up and you put two seconds of him in the trailer, boom. Your your, your movie just, I mean, just outsold Spider-Man 2. Or neck and neck, I bet. Yeah, because it also uh, shows a continued growth in the Sony-Disney relationship. Because right now, all we have is Spider-Man. And obviously, Tony Stark was in um, a very heavy uh, character, had a heavy presence in Spider-Man. So we know that they that those two go back and forth between Sony and the MCU. But we don't know about Venom yet, like they did because they didn't have any crossovers in the first Venom. Uh, so we don't know really if the Spider-Man universe is going to be on the outside looking in, as far as with the ability to have uh, the MCU characters in there outside yeah. outside of the spider-man movies because we don't know about morbius yet that's going to be that's delayed for a while now um, yeah. and there were so many rumors about the movies that were going to come out like we were going to have a black cat and silver sable and then that just like fell flat that would have been cool yeah uh, and that might have been their answer to birds of prey and they might have backed off of that i don't know but uh yeah we'll see um something else what? coming up uh we we Talking about checking calendars or not checking calendars, uh, May the 4th is right around the corner. I'll um, be with you, sir. And so, yeah, May the 4th be with you coming up. And uh, Disney Plus is actually doing three things. Uh, one, The Last Jedi 
comes to the streaming service. Yeah. Uh, two, I didn't even know Clone Wars was ending because people made such a big deal about it coming back. But this is like, I guess, the new and final season. So, really, uh, yeah, yeah, serious finale already on May fourth, uh, entitled "Victory and Death." All right. I saw that. The, I, I'm so far behind on Clone Wars. I think this is like season seven, and I, I'm in like season one somewhere. Hey, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it was just like the fact that that animated movie just killed it for me from the start because it's like the lowest rated thing. Almost in all the Star Wars stuff. I, I saw it, seen it because I haven't seen it because I want to catch up to where I need to be to watch it. Yeah. And then also the debut of the Mandalorian documentary series. Oh, I see. I haven't. None of the Star Wars news has come across my front whatsoever. I haven't heard anything Star Wars whatsoever. Love the Mandalorian, obviously. I mean, it's so good, and they've got all my money. I'm gonna watch all the documentaries for it. So, when is that supposed to happen? May fourth. <sighs> really, May fourth. All, all May fourth. Yeah, I think. I think the Mandalorian is gonna be. It's gonna be one behind the scenes episode per episode, so it'll be eight episodes total. That'll be right. once. A week. So that'll be once a week. But Clone Wars is done. Like they, they said, series finale. Really. Yeah, and then that gets all the Star Wars movies back on Disney Plus with uh, Last, Je- Last Jedi being released on there. So, um, the, yeah, they're reading that in style. So, right on. Well, so, I mean, I still thought for some reason that I had an extra week before all of this. So, uh, with everything that's happening on May 4th, I will be hosting an online live trivia for May 5th, which will be uh, a Tuesday. And that'll be Star Wars Trivia Night. So if you hook, uh, head up Twitch and look up the RNR nerd, the rock and roll nerd, um, 7.30 will be a sign-up time, and then the game will start at 8. And it'll be Star Wars Trivia. We're going to have fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And then Wednesday will just be general knowledge pop culture trivia. Same times. But I always, I mean, for years, ever since college hosting trivia, I've always done... May the 4th or May the 5th, uh, Revenge of the 5th, uh, Trivia Night, Star Wars themed. So this year, unfortunately, there's not going to be a costume contest. Just well, like, I mean, people can still dress up. They can, but see, I can't see. So it's not like a Skype thing. So it's just like Twitch. And then they, you have your teams. Yeah. So they'll all Zoom together, but I won't be able to see you. I don't even see the answers because it goes to a scorekeeper. Like, I'm literally talking to a wall, hoping I'm entertaining people. Okay. Yeah. Now, does, does Star Wars trivia get pretty intense as far as in, are there just questions that you pull out of, like, Star Wars lore that the average fan would not know what you're talking about? I try to make it fun for everyone. Any theme trivia that I do, um, whether it's Harry Potter, Star Wars, Marvel. Um, I try to make it fun where if you were to sit down, you may be able to play if you're somewhat knowledgeable about the universe. Um, there are some questions in there for the hardcore fans. Sometimes I'll make a round for the hardcore fans just because, well, duh, why not? But um, I found out that Harry Potter trivia, if you mispronounce like a spell, or something, 
they'll set your car on fire. <laughs> like they are avid fans. They're like, that's not how you say it. This is how you say it. Like just boo you. They throw things at you. Star Wars fans, like if you ask the question, they get very uptight and just, are you talking about the movie? Like the first set of movies or the remaster? Because it's two different things. And I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> like just write down your answer. And if it's in from either one of those, you'll win. It's trivia. It's supposed to be fun. But um, the most uptight, the most uptight players, Harry Potter, then Star Wars, most definitely. I wonder if the, if Harry Potter, it's because it, it all circles around the books, and maybe there was so much detail that they just read it when they were younger and just remembered every single line that was uttered. It's possible, but usually Harry Potter, I just go straight for the for the most the ninety percent of the this Harry Potter is movie based because the I'll watch the movie. That's where I get the question. I'll write it down. And then there will be one round of like eight questions that pertain to the books. And then I'll have to go like do some digging uh, for that. And that's for, you know, the super hardcore fans who've seen the movies and the books. And obviously Harry Potter is a book, so why not? But um, I don't know what it is, man. Like they seriously set things on fire and throw them at you. So whatever. Wow. Um, now, earlier you had mentioned Kane Hodder which obviously is a big horror legend from Friday the 13th. Now, at one point, I don't know how successful it was, but there was a Friday the 13th TV show. Yeah, there was a uh, Friday the 13th, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street TV show, which I believe came before Friday the 13th. So you would have Robert England as the host, and then they would tell like scary stories. But Freddy wouldn't be in said stories. So it was the same thing, if I remember correctly, about Friday the 13th. So it was called Friday the 13th, and they were like campfire stories. But Oh, so almost like Tales from the Crypt. But instead of the Crypt Keeper, it was either Jason or Freddy is the master of ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, it was like... It, Friday, uh, Nightmare on Home Street was more like Tales from the Crypt because it was like scarier, at least from what I remember. And Friday the 13th was more like goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a whole bunch of kids, like, you know, roasted marshmallows going, ooh, the guy with the peg leg. So <laughs> it was like, whatever. Uh, that's what I remember from it. I don't remember too much. Well, another horror uh, icon from that era is Pinhead. And HBO and. and is having a Hellraiser show that's in the works um, that is based on the Clyde Barker movies. It's going to be episodic. And David Gordon Green, who brought back Halloween for 2018, is set to direct the pilot and several episodes. So that story will focus on the lore that's centered around Pinhead and the film series. So that's something cool to look out for for horror fans. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, I'm actually... It's weird when you take such an iconic character, especially the actor who played that character, and take him out and put someone in. I mean, obviously, it's going to be great for uh, the new kids um, to watch it because maybe that's the first time they're going to experience uh, Pinhead. But uh, for like old school cats like myself, it's going to take you know a time or two before. You know, as long as they do a great job and they can put me inside that world, 
I, I mean, I'm all for it. I think, I mean, I, it's such a great franchise that I think you should live all forever. But uh, it's going to take a you know a time or two before they've got me, before they got my monies. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to give it a chance, that's for sure. And yeah, and it might be going straight to HBO Max, so they might be really trying to get your money on that. So, well, I got HBO Max. I got HBO for free through uh, AT and T. Thanks, AT and T. I love you. Um, but um, HBO Max is doing a whole bunch of stuff, man. Like they've got their they've got their fingers and their hands and a whole bunch of jazz. Like even the new Green Lantern series is coming to HBO Max. Oh yeah, and Justice League Dark. So. Justice League Dark, yeah, for sure. It, it'll um, be interesting to see how much longer the DC app or the streaming service lasts because I know that Doom Patrol is going to be playing on both. But I'm kind of thinking, like, well, what's the point of that? It seems like all the shows that are featured on the DC Universe app are going to be uh, co-hosted by another network, like Stargirl is going to be on CW the next day. And yeah. Swamp Thing doesn't exist, and Doom Patrol is now going to be on HBO the next day. So it just makes you wonder, how long is that going to last? I think uh, DC, the DCU app, you know, was uh, great for you know when it came out. They were like, we have this idea that's going to be awesome, and it's going to be really cool. You can find all your DC things right here. And um, with me having the DCU app, I mean, I dig it. I think it's really cool, but. If they're going to farm their shows out to like Warner Brothers and HBO, they should it should all be in one place, I think. Because I don't think the DCU app is if you're farming out your shows, then all you're gonna have left is uh, the comics. And I've already got the comics, so why do I need the app? When you know, I'm obviously gonna get the the Warner's app because so many great films and TV. I, I get the HBO app because. It's free. So why am I going to pay $70 a year for the DCU app? Yeah, uh, I really like the comic aspect of it. I feel like it's uh, it just streamlines really well. I would love for them just to throw that in <laughs> to the HBO Max and just consolidate all of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most definitely. And that then if be- Marvel could just throw in all the Marvel comics to the Disney Plus, we'd be set. Dude, I'm going to tell you what, dude, I still get emails asking me, hey, we added new uh, content to Marvel Unlimited. And I'm like, I'm still not paying because, anyway, there's yeah. no, you're not giving me anything other than comics for that. And uh, speaking of comics, we'll wrap up with that. we got a few more minutes. Um, so I heard about a very cool comic from IDW called The Last Ronin. Have you heard about this? Anything to do with the Ronin comic book? Uh, it actually has to do with Ninja Turtles. What? Yeah. So uh, th- this is going to be set in the future, much like the uh, middle-aged uh, mutant Ninja Turtles skit on SNL. But uh, instead of a, but instead of a hipster tone, uh, this is going to be serious. This was something that was actually scripted out twenty plus years ago by Eastman and Laird. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they still work together on Turtles. Uh, so it's based on a Kevin Eastman outline. Uh, Tom Waltz is going to be writing it for IDW. It's going to be a uh, five-issue miniseries that starts this summer. Each issue will be a hefty 48 pages. Uh, it takes place I, I where they're... 
it, it takes place in the future where there is only one Ninja Turtle left. Do they say who it is? They have not said who it is because they got to keep you on your edge of your seat. But uh, but say? yeah, Ed. Who do you think? Um, Michelangelo. That's who I'm thinking too because you know, like within I don't know with anything like if you party and you have a good time, you get in a car accident. Well, the the guys who party usually just uh, they stay alive because they have no cares. I don't know. <laughs> That's. That's a horrible analogy. But yeah, Michelangelo. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, Leonardo probably died from some disease. Donatello was just too nerdy to... I don't know. I, ha- I have no good things right now to say about yeah. Turtles. Well, in the comics, Donatello, his personality wasn't really fleshed out. Uh, Leonardo, because he's the leader, he would be too obvious. Uh, and I think Raph is probably too hot-headed to still be alive. So Michelangelo has the heaviest personality and he would be most affected by the loss of the other three. Like he just has more story to tell, I think. So Ooh, we'll then again, like Raphael just like, since he's so just like the loner type or that he had all that angst or whatever, like would it make sense if the other three turtles died and he just, now he has even more hate in the world because now he's the only one left. And he could have been nicer to the other guys. Oh, there's a lot to think back on. Maybe it's Raph, dude. I'm thinking maybe it's Raph. I'm gonna say Raph. Yeah. It, um. It could go. It could go either way. I mean, any of the would hate life even more if he was the one that was still around. Um. But he also, I'm sure it's gonna be a situation, uh, almost like Seven Samurai, where they're gonna be pulled back into battle. So you might need it to be Raph, since he had uh, more aggressive tendencies. He'd be able to handle any business. But uh, so that'll be interesting. That's the uh, last one, and over the summer for IDW. That'd be cool. And um, you you said the Seven Samurai. uh, That turtle is just as tall as Tom Cruise. Which one? <laughs> Any turtle. Uh, <laughs> like seven. I'm just saying. Five, five foot three, five foot two. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. You, you know, you can't tell from the picture because they're just uh, they have all the weapons, so you can't. There's no giveaways on the, the pictures. I, I, I looked it up. I'm looking it up, and you can't tell. But with the red moon and all that jazz, uh, it's wrap. I'm saying this rap, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Michelangelo. But I'm sure we'll find out. That was my initial thought. So yeah, Raphael. If they really wanted to mess with people's minds, they could have each issue from a parallel universe where each of the four made it, and you could see how they would react. They got my money, man. Yeah, it, it, it'd be some it'd be some cool stuff. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to. And then, uh, like you said, uh, five or six DC titles this week, and then up to twenty something next week. Yeah, tomorrow is five titles, and then I think it's around twenty next week. All DC. That's a lot. I haven't seen the list for next week, so I'm not sure. But I will let you know for sure on Monday. But uh, yeah, this week is just all DC, and as far as I know, all. The only company that's uh, swayed from Diamond is DC. So if it's 20 titles, it's going to be awesome because uh, I need some new reads in my in my life. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's like the, there's just nothing going on right now. So once, you know, there's going to be stockpiles of stuff at some point. But oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's cool. part about it. They'll they'll release, you know, a little bit of the time instead of here's the 15 books that you missed. It'll be, you know, OK, well, we're backing off a little bit. Not even that. I mean, I know the artists and the writers have been, uh, you know, working, you know, during this whole whole time as well. But you're going to need to let the the buyer breathe a little bit. You can't issue, you know, three or four books and expect them to buy said three or four books, especially everybody on a pool list. You just don't have one book. A lot of them have the average is two. So, you know, and you have them up to, you know, five or six. Yeah. So. But then, of course, during this time, there's always trades, too. I mean, it's it's fun to go back and read stuff that you've been sitting on for a while or just stuff that you miss. So there's always something. But it is good to have new material as well. So For sure. I agree, sir. I'm catching up on all my stuff. The sack next to my bed has gotten lower and lower. Thankfully. That's good. Heck, yeah, man. Hey, any final thoughts as we approach the uh, end of April? Uh, no, but I do have a headline that I said earlier today, and I do love this headline. Um, did you know, Mark, that Landa Lakes butter has removed the Native American woman from the landscape on its packaging over concerns that the imagery was racist? Did you know that? I did. Yeah. They're going to replace it with a pipeline. See, I saw a picture of Lando Calrissian. <laughs> edited onto it, so. That's actually pretty funny, too. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's in honor of uh, May the 4th coming up. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. I thought it was funny. I told that joke for the show earlier today. And we had to tell it again because we like reformatted it. And it was funny. I love that joke. Apparently got the biggest laughs on all the five people that were there in store today. <laughs> all five, yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, as we kind of come out of this thing back to normalization, we'll just have to keep everybody posted on the state of comics and movies and TV. But, I mean, at some point it'll get back to normal. It might be a while. We're going to be at 25%. You know, we're not, we're not going to be running out of the gate here. So we'll kind of have to see when... It looks like cons might come back, but that that may not be till 2021. But in the meantime, we'll just kind of keep everyone uh, up to speed on what's going on in the world of the Kingdom of Geekdom. And uh, hey, uh, checking a calendar looks like Monday is uh, May the Fourth. So well, Star Wars. We'll do yeah. some Star Wars next week. Might as well. Um, but for Chaz, I'm Mark, and this has been Nerd News Now. Stay safe, wash your hands, and we'll see you next time. CourtneyCon.com.